Welcome to the Vitamin SC3 podcast. Today's segment is The Creative Elixir with Mia Robinson. We also have a very special guest today, so please continue listening to the full episode. This podcast is powered by the Sickle Cell Community Consortium, and we would like you to remember the information shared on the Vitamin SC3 podcast is for informational or educational purposes only and does not substitute professional medical advice or consultations with healthcare professionals. To become a member of the Sickle Cell Community Consortium, visit sicklecellconsortium.org. The Sickle Cell Consortium is a collaborative designed a little bit like the United Nations in theory, so that we can bring together many organizations for sickle cell throughout the country and now throughout the world, as well as um, independent patient caregiver leaders, opinion leaders, advocates, those that are active in this space. And our goal is, what we've always done, is bring our community together so that we can create projects, priorities, initiatives. We can figure out what are the problems, needs, and gaps in the sickle cell community, and then figure out how we're going to collectively address this. Welcome back to the Creative Elixir with my guest host, LaShanta McAllister with Queen Leo hey. Accessories. So hey, hey, hey now. I want to welcome you um, to the Creative Elixir, LaShanta. This podcast is with the Vitamin S3 podcast where we talk about how creativity has been impactful in your life, um, impactful towards sickle cell and impactful towards motherhood. So let's get into it. Tell us a little about yourself. Hey, y'all. This is LaShanta, newly McAllister. Hey. Okay, sorry, y'all. I just got married a month ago, and I am on a marital high right now. <laughs> um, again, my name is LaShanta. Before I defined myself as just a mother, but now I'm a mother and a wife, and it is great. Um, um, I'm from Atlanta, the east side of Atlanta, Latonia, to be exact. Um, of course, I have sickle cell anemia. Um, I grew up thinking that I had SS, but I have been doing the research and starting to think otherwise now, um, which may be a possibility of having sickle cell beta thalassemia. Um, I have been in that hospital my whole life. So um, I have no choice but to find ways to be creative. Okay. And I just want to also add that LaShanta has been um, a vital person in my life when it comes to my creativity. We would do um, what we call Wind Down Wednesdays in my basement, which basically we would take Wednesdays to just wind down from life period and do some type of creative thing, whether it was painting, whether it was decorating wine bottles, whatever it was. My favorite part was eating them grits. (laughs) So I would cook her breakfast because (laughs) she was so focused on her kids that she would not eat herself. So when she came to my house, we had 
the best breakfast with the creamiest grits. But that's neither here nor there. This is about <laughs> creativity and not food. <laughs> so, so what really sparked that creative bug in you? I know you do a little bit of everything from um, painting to building doll houses to just a little bit of every, a little bit of everything, creativity and crafting. What started that that itch in you? Man, to be honest, I actually I kind of really don't know, really, really, really. But um, as I got older, I kind of realized I'm starting to kind of really think it's hereditary more than anything, because it wasn't until I got older that I realized how crafty my mom was. Um, I got an aunt that can build anything made out of wood, cousins that can paint, draw, do like everything. Like literally, like I, my grandmother had eight kids and all eight of them were talented in something, creativity, even if it was just down to sports. Um, so hereditary is something I definitely think it is. Um, again, like I said, by me having sickle cell and being in the hospital a lot, I spent most of my time in the rec room, the, the arts and craft room um, in the hospital um, to where basically every time my nurse needed me, that's exactly where I was. Um, even now, I call me, my creativity crafting through my pain, um, regardless if it's physical or emotional. So I think being a sick kid is what sparked my creativity because it was my only outlet. I was never out of the hospital or, or in school, shall I say, long enough to really make friends. You know what I'm saying? I was always to myself. I was the only kid until I was 10, and then I became a full-time sister mom. <laughs> so being creative and finding a creative outreach was the best thing for me. Well, that's good because that's why we call this the creative elixir because as you know creativity is an outlet in many ways not just for sickle cell but just in life period to get that mental escape I kind of think it's a form of meditation you know people meditate in different forms but I really really think any type of artistic expression is a form of meditating in a way so that's awesome and it would make sense that it just runs in your blood just based on the fact that I've seen everything that you, you've done from the dollhouse to making lot jewelry and hair pieces and just stuff, period. So what, um, I know you have Queen Leo accessories where you do a little bit of everything from making trays, making shirts designing crocs yes that's why my slogan is my everyday decor i make whatever you need (laughs) i love it so what made you decide to start that business girl oh my god now that is a story (laughs) so of course again i have done all kind of stuff throughout my life like just even as a teenager growing up i always made stuff for people just I just made stuff for people and just gave it away. Especially when I was in the hospital. There in a there is not a nurse in Atlanta. If they hear this podcast right now I'm gonna say, Oh, I know her. They don't have some piece of drawing, draw of jewelry or something that was made by me laying in a hospital bed. 
Um, and so, of course, everybody, you know, throughout the years have always told me that I needed to do something with it. But of course, mentally, I wasn't there. Um, and just financially, I just was never able to support my creative habit. Most of the things that I made and created my, throughout my life was given to me by people. It wasn't even purchased myself. You know what I'm saying? So that's kind of been the bigger blessing behind a lot of things that I've made. Um, but again, because I know how to do so much stuff, it made it hard to actually want to start a business. And that's what made it depressing because I'm like, oh my God, if I start a business, like, what would I do? And so I, um, just one day, just like literally one day, I was in the store and I was walking. And this girl with braids walked past me. And I said, yep, that's it right there. Boom. Like right there at the blink of an eye, I said, I'm about to start making luxury. <laughs> because I was mad. I kept seeing all this store-bought stuff. And, and I'm just being real. I see all this stuff. And everybody talking about support each other and support your black businesses. And I wasn't even on this black, black, black thing. Just supporting people, period, is what you're supposed to do. But even still with supporting black businesses, I'm like, okay, well, let's do this black business thing. Um, so luxury is where I found my template, where I could break down making shirts, making water bottles, um, custom picture frames, all the simple things I was doing, like that's how I began the niche of the business, doing the luxury. So came one day again, I just was playing around making rolling trays. <laughs> And I, um, you know, gifted a few of my friends with some rolling trays. And before you know it, I was making stoner sets. And before you knew it, I was just making whatever you asked me for. So that's just really how it began. <laughs> and so that's how me making luxury, which began as Queen Leo accessories, turned into my everyday decor. Your girl make what you want. And it's all of it is beautiful. All of it is beautiful. All of it is handcraft. I love that you take your time with it and you just make sure that it's perfect according to you. Because sometimes and personalized. it might yes, and personalized. Because sometimes your basic is beautiful to me, and you're like, no, I need that. I need to do something, tweak it a little bit, add a little bit. Like, no, but okay, that's what you. That's how you feel. Then go ahead. But yes, I love right. that you personalize stuff and just really take your time and put your all into these pieces. So I love that part. So how does your creativity play a part with? Parenting. I know you have three babies. Well, they're not babies. Three of them. But I know you have three kids, and I know it's got to be fun to have such a creative mom that can do so. I will never forget the dollhouse that you built for your oldest girl. You gonna make me talk about that dollhouse. Yes, I'm gonna make you talk about that dollhouse. She loves. I hope me. She don't brought that dollhouse up three times. Okay. Yes. So. <laughs> y'all, let me tell you about. Let me tell you what I saw about this dollhouse. She really, really took her time 
Her oldest girl would come to our house all the time and play with my niece's old dollhouse. So she really wanted the dollhouse of her own. And LaShawn took the time to build a dollhouse from scratch with the wood, with the furniture, with everything. It was absolutely amazing. What what just put it in you to just be like, let me build this baby well, dollhouse? <laughs> okay, so first off... <laughs> I got tired of her running y'all dollhouse down since you weren't gonna sell it to me. <laughs> but um, <laughs> so um, at the time, my now eight year old daughter, she was she she was three. Mia, Mia, Jaleel was three, bro, because that was her fourth birthday that I built her that dollhouse for. Oh my god. Okay, so um. One day, no, like seriously, I be having one of those moments that so literally slapped me in the face, and this and this was one of the moments. I was driving down Worcester Chapel one day, and I was turning on Snap Fingers, and I was passing Home Depot, <laughs> and I looked at the sign and said, "Go buy some wood," and it, that's and it happened. <laughs> so Jaleel had been begging for a dollhouse. I had intended to buy her one for Christmas, but I couldn't because I'm like, I couldn't buy her anything. You know, whatever I get, my kids got to be special. I don't want nobody to say they got it. So the money that I was going to spend on buying her a dollhouse, I said, man, I can spend that building her dollhouse. And I don't know what the hell I was thinking about, but because <laughs> I ain't never did nothing like that before, like not to that extent anyway. Um, so again, I went to Home Depot. I didn't know what I was doing. I picked what I thought was the suitable wood. I didn't do no kind of research, just nothing. Just went in there, said, get that wood. I just, I let him draw a line on the wood. I'm like, yep, that's the size. And then and that was that. So I ended up going home with like five plaques of wood. Um, so that was going to be the uh, steps. And then I had the siding. So this whole time, you know, my the kids are with me. <laughs> I practically built this dollhouse in her face and she still didn't know what it was. I let her believe that it was a closet for the longest because she can stand inside of it. So anyway, that's what it was. <laughs> so at the time, we were actually living with somebody. So to give y'all a little side note about where I built this dollhouse at, I built it in somebody's house in a room where at the time my two kids and I slept in a room. And in that room where we had a dresser and a bed and all the toys and clothes and everything else, I picked this nice clean corner and built my daughter this dollhouse. Um, everything that came with the dollhouse I handmade or I got Etsy or Michaels. She got real mirrors, dressers, kitchen, bathtub. Um, each level is a different place. Um, the ground level is the outside. The second level is the living room and the kitchen. The third level is the bathroom and Julia's room. <laughs> and the funny part, y'all, the top level is one side is the outside, which is like the pool outside area. And because she has a brother that does not leave her alone, I put a boys' room in my daughter's dollhouse. So Jason has his own room in the dollhouse, and he literally plays in his room. He literally gets his Spider-Man and his little Captain Americas and go to his room. 
Um, I built it. Um, I laid like um, I painted these fences black and laid it on the floor to make it look like train tracks. Um, like just everything, like everything. Um, oh, the walls and the flooring was made out of scrapbook paper. So I had this scrapbook paper that looked like um, the wood tile floors and everything. So yeah, it, it, it was just something I did. And like I said, it was for her fourth birthday. And once I got done, it was like, she opened her eyes. She came home from school one day and was like, wow, mommy. Like, I really do not know how I hid this dollhouse from her every single day in this one little bitty room. But she did not know officially what that dollhouse looked like. And so I got done with it and I showed it to her and boom, boom, blah. And to this day, nobody but Mia, I guess, really, like less than five people have seen this dollhouse. Less than five people. I have all these pictures where I made her even potted plants. Like she had little house plants where I bought these miniature potters and I cut up flowers to make them look like house plants. Like, she got the whole shaboing going. I built the fireplace, everything, and no one has seen this dollhouse. But me, if there's any consolation, I'm about to get back on it because technically dollhouse was never finished, at least to my liking. But because of wear and tear, and now of because they little sister, I got to revamp it. So I have to redo it. I have this um buying more furniture for it and everything so i'm about to give the dollhouse a remodel and i will show everybody the house then i can't wait to see the new one because the last one the first one was bomb even though it was unfinished you still do you have pictures of it i'm sure you got pictures i have i mean you know i have pictures of everything you know you know i took i literally took progress pics of everything so I got all the pictures and I even I, and I don't think I ever sent them to you but I have the pictures of Ayana herself using the damn house as a dollhouse so that's why I got to fix it now <laughs> because she be climbing in it <laughs> when she when she first started um, before she started walking and when she got to crawling inside that dollhouse is where she wanted to be Okay. Literally, on the top shelf, not even the bottom shelf, <laughs> like on the shelf, like like in the living room. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, for real. That is so funny. And she probably gonna love the revamping as much as she did the original. So would you say? I think, I think it's a good uh, assessment to say that your crafting is a way to really bond with your kids, whether it's a dollhouse, t-shirt, whatever. It's a way to really Oh, yeah, bond. definitely. Oh, definitely. Oh, yeah, that's another thing, too, like, especially with the parenting thing, like, um, you know, when the kids have, like, spirit week at school, <clears throat> you know, when they do that, uh, you know, the 100 days of school, when they do the, um, the, the Dr. Seuss week and uh, when they do, you know, the Black History uh, Spirit Week and all that stuff, when, you know, the kids have to wear certain colors or certain costumes or certain shirts or whatever to represent whatever um, they're talking about that particular day, I always make the shirts. Like, that's my way of like, oh, we ain't got, oh, we ain't got, I ain't gonna buy nothing. I be having it right there at the house. I go ahead and go in my lab and get to do what it do. Like when they had um they had say piece the drugs 
and they wanted the kids to come dressed in like the seventies. Man, I whipped my kids up some nice little outfits. I threw a big old mustache on this tie dye shirt. The tie dye shirt that I've been made, need I mind you, because that was just something I just did. I just so happy had tie dye shirts. I threw a mustache on Jay Shuns and Julia had the little peace sign on her and I ripped her shirt up and there you go. <laughs> I love it. So I, I definitely it. use my creativity with my uh, with, uh, with my children. That's why in this COVID thing, been messing me as a parent. COVID been messing me up because I ain't been able to do my hands-on stuff and show out at these schools and, and do my thing. You know what I'm saying? My mommy thing at these school at the schoolhouse. That I was so happy to go to open house the other day because that was the first time I walked as far as I did into my kids' school, and they were there whole school year last year. So yeah. COVID has messed this up with me being the mom I want to be for real, for real. <laughs> you know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. Well, I'm sure it's going to help with, are they lax with the rules this year? I know now it's COVID and monkeypox. So what's the, Girl, the what's the limit? Oh, and the clear blue bags. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> but uh, I don't know, like, because everybody who I asked when we was at school, they're like, you got to ask the principal. I mean, from what I see, I think they are going to loosen up a little bit. Even so, when I went to the kids' field day, I did walk through the cafeteria. That was kind of far. Um, but it was just to go out back outside. <laughs> but <laughs> this year, I think they're going to be a little bit more loose because, to be honest with you, it seems like I'm the only person who's still wearing a mask out here. So, um, <laughs> right. so uh, yeah, let's talk about that one. <laughs> right, right. But, but no, nah, so I hope that they do because, again, that's also where I show my um, creativity. Oh, with that being said, for the first time, y'all, I have signed up to be a part of PTA. I paid my little $8 donation the other day at Open House, and I feel good about it, because I'm like, hey, good, the Parent Teacher Association, I'm on top of the world. <laughs> good, good. That's what's up. So we're going to switch gears a little bit. I remember times where you would be creating your lot jewelry um, in the hospital, and you, of course, even gave it to me, and we were doing that wind down Wednesday. In the hot while I was in the hospital, I want to say it was around Christmas because we did like a Christmas um, picture with the with the charcoal. Was it? Oh yeah, the, oh we did the pastel. Oh yeah, we did yeah, the, um, the Christmas mm-hmm. And then of course my nurses started wanting to do a, a Christmas picture or yeah, whatever. Yeah, so now I'm not using my friend and stuff. Oh hell, her creativity. Oh man. But talk about that time when you were racking up. You was making money while you was in the emergency room with this live jewelry, but so, people didn't realize how no, much of a relief it was for you. Mia Robinson. I literally just told this story in the hospital like a couple of days ago because I literally was just doing the same thing. I'm, you see my rings? I just made some new ones. <laughs> um, I was just telling somebody that same story because Literally, just out of nowhere, literally, just one day, I said, I'm finna make luxury. Like, I, like, literally, it popped up in my head. I went to Walmart. I bought pliers and wires. That was before I even knew the different type of wires and the strength and the sizes and all that stuff. And I just bought it. And I had bought this big case of, no, 
before I bought my big catch of bees, I'm, I'm about to tell a story. The first pack of bees I bought were purple bees. The reason why purple bees was the first pack of bees I bought because the only person that I had in mind when I began making lingerie was my dear old friend, Mia. And so Mia was actually the first person that I made lingerie for. Um, I even did a piece with the wire where I did not know what I was doing and I actually did her name in the wire. <laughs> you remember that one? Um, so, anywho, so one day I went like not long after this, I end up in the hospital. It just so happened this was one of them times they didn't have no room. And my stretcher was in the hallway, actually, right in front of the nurse desk. And I was sitting there twisting my wire up. And this lady walked by and said, what you doing? And I said, oh, I'm making um, lock jury. Um, well, I, I was, you know, advertising this lock and break jury because, you know, I didn't want to discriminate. Um, and so I was making hair jury. And she was like, oh, okay, you know, I'm going to come back and check you out or whatever. And, of course, me not thinking that's good. And so with the little few pieces I had, I swear, it, before coming to the hospital, I couldn't have had more than 20 pieces at all on counting what I was making right there on the spot. And, and you know, my idea with freestyle pieces, I was hand-pulling all of these things, no, no type of extra machinery or nothing, just my hands and these pliers. And the lady came back and bought two pieces from me. That shit was everything. It was ten dollars. It was two pieces, and I was throwing random prices out because I didn't know how to price myself. I just priced based on how much I put on there. But these was handmade pieces, so they was all you know. They was three dollars, some five dollars, seven dollars, whatever. And I never forget the two she bought was a seven and a three dollar piece because she spent ten dollars. So anywho, that was the emergency room. Regretfully, uh, I end up getting admitted into the hospital. So now I'm on the floor. So, of course, the same thing happened. I'm making a jury. And, of course, anybody who knows, everybody, every, all them nurses and techs in them hospital all got braids. Everybody got braids. Everybody, everybody. <laughs> and so I had this one lady who came in there and from another floor and was like, I heard that um you the lady who um who makes the jury for the hair. I said, Yes, ma'am. She said, Well, let me see what you got. And of course, I show people what I got, or I'm like, I can make some custom for you. Like I was literally making pieces on the spot, like just I and I like doing it like that, actually showing them that I can do it, you know what I'm saying? So most people, most of their pieces I was literally making in their face. So um halfway through this admission. Now, this is the thing. I had made and sold so many pieces because I'm thinking I'm just going to go in here just like I do with my color pencils and my coloring books just to have something to do in the hospital. I ain't know I was going to go in here and sell this stuff for real. You understand me? So I have now at this point made and sold so much of it that I don't have any more wires. <laughs> one day a nurse came in here and I have to let this be known I don't know why I have to say this but I'm just going to say this but it was a Caucasian doctor Caucasian doctor with short hair I'm going to say that too <laughs> she came in there she was one of my doctors who 
was part of one of them things, whatever they were sticking on at that time. <laughs> and she up being just like everybody else, what you doing? And I told her. And I and I'm pretty sure I gave her the little backstory to how I started doing it. And she was like, Oh, that's real neat. She like, Well, where you begin supplies from? I said, Well, for me, I know Michael's I know Michael's um sell this stuff, but you know, when I try to get, you know, be a little cheap about it, I, I go get it out of Walmart because this is even before I don't got on to buying this stuff offline and everything. I literally just started this. And so she's like, oh, okay. So that was that. The next day, this doctor walked in my room with a Michael's bag. So I was like, what's that? <laughs> and this lady pulled out one of these big old cases of the assorted beads of the glass beads or whatever beads or bead, whatever color, shape, size, whatever you could think of in this case. And she just started pulling all this wire out. I booed. I'm sorry. <laughs> I just cried. I just cried. I just cried because that was just one more of those times uh, um, just like a lot of times where I was laying in the hospital in one of those most unexpected places to get blessed by somebody and for something I didn't even know I was serious about yet. You know what I'm saying? Like it hadn't, I swear it hadn't even been a month before the thought of making luxury even came about to me starting making the pieces I made for you to the um, going into the hospital and laying in the hospital bed in pain, making jewelry out of wire and suppliers. And in this hospital state, y'all, let me tell you, I made a hundred dollars laying in the hospital. Do you understand me? The first hundred dollars I made for my business was in a hospital bed. That's amazing. Just like that. That's crazy. That's amazing to me though. Just like that. And it was it was not only was it a hustle that you making money, but it was a relief. I know crafting yeah, and all that and it wasn't even back the money. You yeah. right, and it wasn't even about the money for me. It was like that, that money thing was a plus, man. Yeah, yeah, so that's a blessing. That's a blessing. So I'm going to ask one last question, then we're going to get to some fun questions. But I know that you made right. a lot of your um, centerpieces and pieces for your wedding. I know hey. that came from a special place to be able to do your own decorations. Of course, it just makes sense that you do your own decorations for your wedding. So how would that... Right. I don't blame you. <laughs> so how was that process of just sitting there like, I'm going to get married for real and I'm making these pieces. I know you're going to make them to your perfection, to your standard. That process of doing that, how was that? I'm going to give you the PG version of that answer because the our version of that answer is real. <laughs> this goes in the rated R version of that answer. <laughs> um, 
But no, okay, so of course the top number one thing everybody should definitely know is that was the most stressful shit I ever had to do in my life. Because <laughs> I planned my whole wedding, like just like everything. Yes, I am that woman and I seen by research that the men, they don't do nothing. They just do it. They say yes, and then you do it. And that's how it happened. So he provided and I did. <laughs> and it was the most amazing thing ever because a lot of the stuff I made my wedding came out my house already. Like literally, no, let me tell you the oldest thing that I used that was part of my decoration. So another thing that me and my friend Mia like to do is decorating bottles. And we be cleaning and scrubbing bottles in our sinks and stuff trying to decorate them. But anyway, I have had bottles that I got from Mia like <laughs> three years ago. Three, four years ago, swear on God, I have those bottles, and they're like literally like four years old. And I spray painted the thing gold, and I threw a Mister and Mrs. on there, and put my own flower arrangements in that, and boom, boom, boom. <laughs> yes, ma'am. <laughs> but it was like the most amazing thing ever. Um, then I, but I did have Tony's mom, my husband Tony, and my my new mama, Miss Sharon. She did help me with the creative parts because I was like kind of losing it because I was feeling like I had to do everything. And that's one of the things I love about having this mother-in-law because she creative just like me. So it was easy working with her. I ain't have to say much. She kind of just knew what to do. Um, she made, she's actually the one who built, um, built my arches. So um, the arches that we use for my floral background, she built herself because she went to Lowe's or Home Depot or one of them and got some PCP pipe cut up and did her thing with that. And she came over there with two dimensions, two um, two arch dimensions. So um, thank you, Ms. Sharon, for that. <clears throat> But again, it kind of just came natural with everything. It was kind of easy. I knew what I wanted, so it was just easy to do it. I'm glad she was able to help in um, with the creativity and the decoration for your wedding. I know it's probably an amazing feeling to have a mother-in-law that's just as creative as you are, because I don't think yeah. most people or you know, it's, it's hard to find. So that's awesome. So let's get into some this or that questions. It's kind of like McDonald's or Burger King, Pepsi or Coke or whatever, but the crafting version. So the first question would be Hobby Lobby. Oh, my bad. I'm sorry. That's just one of my biggest debates in these streets. I'm sorry. My bad. Oh, my goodness. So you ready? Yeah. Okay. Hobby Lobby or Michaels? Michaels. Okay. Would you do abstract painting or something specific? Abstract, always been that way. Okay. Now, would you choose coloring or painting? Um, that is a hard, that question is harder than it should be, um, ma'am. Um, uh, okay, so okay, so if I'm at the house, I'm like, damn, I want something to do right now. Okay, coloring would be what I would go to first, and it's just because it's easy to grab color pencils in a, in a book. <laughs> okay, 
So coloring. I'll go for coloring. Okay. Cool beans. We like to do it all. So I want to thank you, LaShanta McAllister, for joining me. Hey, hold on. For joining me this evening to do another episode of the Creative Elixir. I really, really appreciate it. And Thank you, my love. You guys have an awesome day. Where my bad, let's back up. Where can people follow you and support your my everyday decor? Hey, hey, so on Facebook, I am Queen Leo Accessories. On IG, I am Queen Leo underscore accessories, or you can look me up by my everyday decor. <laughs> nice. Nice, nice, nice. So make sure you guys follow her so you can see some of her work from the lot jewelry, from just a little bit of everything that she does. Make sure to support her because she really has some very unique pieces. And whatever, like she said, whatever you want, she can do it. So, period. Please, please <laughs> go and support and follow her. So, until thank next you. time, again, thank you so much for joining us. I love you so much. And love you. we will be back with another episode. <laughs> Thanks so much for listening to the Vitamin SC3 podcast. We hope that you will leave us a review on your favorite podcast platform. Remember, a new episode is coming out next Monday. So please tune in and enjoy.